Box Officer Podcast with Mel McKay and Derek Zemrak. Derek Zemrak, how are you this week? I'm doing great, thank you. It's time to go back to school with Mean Girls. <laughs> now, now, Mel, this is another adaptation of a Broadway play. But it's also a musical, right? Yeah, it's 100% musical, oh. yes. So it's not a remake of the 2004. Yes, Mel, that's 20 years ago. Oh, God. Uh, you feel old now. Yes. You feel old. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it! Okay, so, and this is the thing, I can't believe this. Why is Hollywood doing this? They're putting out these musicals, but they're not letting people know they're musicals like Wonka and The Color Purple, and they think, I guess they hide it until people get in the theater and they go, what the heck did I go into? But anyways, the original movie is a cult favorite. People love that movie. I'm not quite sure why, but that's the way it is. But, um, oh my God, I'm saying, why, 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 why? I sound like a mean girl myself right now. So uh, this is crazy. I'm just transformed. Okay, now we got to get into this. Do you like musicals? I do not really care for musicals. It's especially uh, the newer musicals. I'm a classic musical girl. If you're not a fan of musicals, you're not going to like the remake or the remake or whatever they're calling this. So the movie is based on, you know, the original where Katie is a hit with the plastics, which is the A-list girls click that is at the new school that she attends. And she makes a huge mistake when she falls for Aaron, the ex-boyfriend of the alpha plastic Regina. Now, she's played by Renee Rapp, who actually did the Broadway play. Now, she's fantastic, and her voice is fantastic, but there's a couple other people in this movie that don't have that capability of singing those huge Broadway oh, notes. No. So it falls a little awkward at times, but overall, I thought the set design was good. There was good color in the film, a lot of pink again. I mean, this is kind of like a Barbie trend keep going. Uh, but, you know, for an hour and 52 minutes, this movie just falls flat. I mean, it just doesn't work. Like I had mentioned, the first half of the movie really is extremely slow, mm. and the second half picks it up, but can't bring it all the way. Not even the clique themselves can make it work. Um, <laughs> I give this two and a half slates out of five, and that's, oh. that's being generous, Mel. I'm sorry. It's okay, buddy. I, know I you're predicted this. This is much more of a me-type movie. I won't waste the money on the theater. I'll wait until it goes yeah, to no, streaming do now. I would recommend that, and that's hard for me to say. I know, I right? <laughs> as, a, as the owner-operator of the Arenda Theater, don't go see Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not playing there, so don't worry. Yeah, exactly. You're like, trash like that doesn't play at the Arenda. <laughs> so, Derek, let's dive deep into the Golden Globes recap. These are kind of the precursor to the Oscars. We have our competition every single year to see who can pick the most Oscar winners, and it's always you. And I'm okay with that. But let's talk about the Golden Globes. Oppenheimer was a big winner. Barbie did win, but not for Best Picture. Uh, so tell me what you thought about it. I was happy to see that Paul Giamatti won for The Holdovers yes. and Lily Gladstone won for Killers of the Flower Moon, two movies that you have highly recommended on the podcast. Right. Okay, so let's get started. The first thing is, is the host, okay? Joy Coy, um, the comedian. Supposedly he says that he got the, they have the job like 10 days before, I guess, because nobody wanted it. Now, we know all know about the controversy. We've talked about this forever, um, about the Golden Globes and the he said they had to come in with something different and fun. Well, they picked a comedian that is not that type of comedian. He tells stories about his mother being Filipino and his mother. That's all he tells about on his comedy. So, and now you're supposed to host a, an award show 
reading a teleprompter that I probably he's never done before. <laughs> and oh. it was awkward. There was some times where he was just finally at one point after he made a joke about Taylor Swift that the what's the difference between the NFL and the Golden Globes is that the NFL shows more clips of Taylor Swift. <laughs> so um, That's funny. I don't I know, know why funny. it landed so badly, but I thought oh, it, it was landed, funny. It landed bad, and I, I don't know. I think they actually had Taylor Swift play that. Oh, I agree. Thought I thought that was that. totally staged. I don't believe she yeah. was really mad. So it was just very awkward, the whole thing, and I felt bad for him because he is a funny storyteller. You know I mean, he is. He tells all these life stories, but to get up there and, and you know, like I said, read the teleprompter and think quickly off your feet. It, he, he bombed. I mean, it, this could be a career bust for him. I mean, it's like, it didn't go well. But anyways, that's, that's that point. But overall, the awards, I mean, there weren't any really big surprises. Like you had mentioned, I'm really happy that Paul Giamatti had won um, for The Holdovers, because that's my favorite movie of the year. Um, so he, he was, you know, the lead actor. And I mean, he had some strong competition in there. And, um, you know, he pulled it off. The other one that I'm, I'm a little bit surprised because his movie is so bizarre. And, you know, it's still it's out in the theaters now, but it came in late. And that's Emma Stone with uh, Poor Things. Oh, she yeah. won for Actress in a Musical Comedy, same as category as Paul Giamatti. But the thing is, it's like it was so such a bizarre role that, I'm surprised she won. I didn't think it was going to go there. I I actually, you know, I thought they would have given it to um, the uh, Fantasia Barino for the color purple. I just thought they were just going to go there. But they didn't. They didn't. Um, And also in the the drama, the... um, Murphy, um, who won um, in Oppenheimer, he, you know, he won Best Actor. He was fantastic in that. But listen to this category. That was nominations. You had um, Bradley Cooper. You had Aaron Scott. You had Coleman Dominga. I mean, the list goes on. You had, you know, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. That was a tough, tough uh, category. Right. And he pulled it off. And I, and I think he, he should. I mean, I think if we rewind back to it, I said, you know, there's three nominations in this film uh, just for the males. So, um, and he actually, you know, ended up winning it. Now, we talked about, you talked about Barbie before that it won, but it won a new category. Now, is this something that they just threw in? The Oscars talked about doing this before, and that's the cinematic box office achievement. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? It means regular Joes like me actually kind of like the film instead of snooty, snoot, 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 sleepers. Like me. Like you. I'm sorry. I love you, but we have such different taste in movies. Right. Exactly. No, and that's what movies are all about. It's like, you know, you got something's going to hit somebody, something's not going to hit something else. Exactly. So um, the, the thing is, is that, you know, it's, what is it? Best box office? You know, what is it? But anyway, that's what Barbie ended up winning. So, um, you know, there, there you have it. Obviously, Oppenheimer won best dramatic film and then also the musical comedy went to poor things which nobody has seen basically i know i don't know uh, anything about this stupid movie (laughs) and then robert downey jr also won for best supporting actor also for oppenheimer so the the thing is it looks like oppenheimer is gonna uh you know be a big huge front runner as i had said that that was chris nolan who also won the golden globe for director you know Oscar film, and this is what it's going to look like. It's going to turn out. I originally said I think it was going to get eight. I think they could even get more nominations now after the Golden Globes. Yeah. 
Um, I, I will say, I'm sorry, I keep going back to the host thing, but I did think his gag about Oppenheimer needing an hour more of backstory was really funny. Because it yeah. was, Joe just nailed that, because it that's exactly how I felt. And I know it's weird, because I did name it as one of my top movies of 2023, but I should have built it as two I would see before and one that really pissed me off. Right. <laughs> and, you know, talking about the host, I think they should have a, a, a no-name person. Just throw him in there. Oh, that's <laughs> a good idea. Think. Derek Zimmerak. You're not a national celebrity, but no, 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 I would never do that. Why not? But, uh... <laughs> no. Because I can't read a teleprompter, that's why. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it either, my friend. Well, thank you so much for the recap. I have taken notes when it, times to, to, it comes time to vote in our annual Oscar poll. Thanks, Derek. All right. Take care. Stream the Box Officer podcast at KKIQ.com, KUIC.com, or Apple and Google Podcasts.